Hey, hey, what's up? Leo Cannell here with the Seven Figures Club podcast. In today's episode, boys and girls, we've got a wild one here. We're going to talk about why defining and avoiding negative energy will lead you to massive success, how a former business partner screwed me out of $16,000 and led to a lawsuit which wasted my time, why Mark Cuban lost $83,000 that he had saved up in his first business, his first major business, but how he moved forward instead of worrying about it, and how a man named Facalata, I swear, I kid you not, a man named Facalata really threw me for a loop, but I eventually was able to learn and move on. Let's go. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S., and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. All right, so I'm excited to get going on today's podcast. It's one I've been thinking about for a while and it's kind of defining what negative energy is all about and why you want to avoid it at all costs because what it does is it just bogs you down and it keeps you from moving forward towards your dream business, your dream life, you know, having the family you want, all of those types of things and it's extremely important and so the best way I can kind of define negative energy is going to be in three stories that I'm going to share and two of them I was involved in personally, and one of them is a story from Mark Cuban, which is a fascinating story. So several years ago, uh, it was one of my first uh, funding companies. Uh, We had recently merged with another funding company. We opened up an office together in uh, Bluffdale, which is just south of Salt Lake City in Utah here. And uh, we started to grow fast, and the other gentleman and I were super excited. We had worked the previous six months together on some funding deals and I brought together more experience with kind of established stuff. He brought together a lot of experience and success with startup funding and we sort of merged our companies together and uh, we, we were working hard. There was a lot of, you know, it was the basic honeymoon stage of a business partnership. And if you've been uh, married, you understand what I'm talking about when you say the honeymoon stage and it lasts for a few months and then all of a sudden, you know, it uh, wears off and people begin to display who they really are at that point. And hopefully you've, you know, chosen wisely and really gotten to know that person and who and what they're all about. And so, so this uh, partner of mine, uh, we were working together, we were seeing great success, we were hiring and growing fast. I think we were up to, you know, eight or nine uh, employees. And we had a great, uh, great office, great team. We were building up the business. Uh, we were traveling to, you know, establish relationships with potential partners. And we started this uh, in the month of May, worked really hard, had a record month in December, broke $100,000 in sales, thought we were awesome. I remember, uh, I, I don't drink, but, uh, you know, he, he had a big... Uh, you know, aged bottle of something, I don't know, vodka, whiskey, something like that. He was celebrating, some of some of our team was with him, and uh, there we were, it's December, the, the high point of everything, 
And then January came around, and this dude just had the worst attitude. He brought negative energy with him to work every damn day. And it got to the point where the rest of the team and I, we were just looking forward to days he didn't show up because he started to act very, very weird. He would not, he, he started to not show up. He started, it looked like he was having some negative adverse effects with alcohol and drugs. And I remember he went on this, uh, this like a uh, rave get together thing in in California. I don't know what it was all about, but at this, uh, you know, I'm sure there was plenty of uh, drug paraphernalia and other stuff going uh, going around there, and and he was struggling with that. And so, in that mindset, he gets into this fight with somebody that he shouldn't have, and he literally comes to within an inch of his life, and he gets a bad concussion, like brain, almost a brain injury. But it, he do, doesn't affect like his uh, intellect or anything. But you know, he's it takes him a while to recover, and so for six weeks he can't work. And we're loving it, right? We're working hard. He's not in the office bringing that negative energy and all the criticism. And oh, by the way, he doesn't do anything. He he doesn't bring anything to the table. I am managing all the team, doing all the marketing, making all the decisions. All he's doing is taking half of the profits every single week. And uh, so that's where we're at. Then he, he starts to come back to work, and then he starts uh, t- you know, draining the business bank account to just uh, buy like a second and a third, a second car. He already had a nice Audi, but you know, he needed to buy a second car, even though he wasn't married, didn't, didn't have anyone else to, who could drive, just, just him and, and his uh, little daughter. So, well, I better buy a second vehicle. Then he buys a motorcycle. He's just like draining our business bank account, just doing stupid shit. And thinking about it now, I just want to go, just want to kick him in the pants. But anyway, the point of this story is eventually it got to a point where I was done. There's no way I'm going to continue to do all the work, manage and grow this business. And our team has had it with them as well. And so I tell them, I say, hey, guys, I'm out. Any of you all want to come to me, I'm going to start a new company. We're going to do things the right way. And... If you wanna, if you wanna participate, let me know. So you know, I sent him an email, made an exit, and we agreed that there was a merchant account that I was the sole kind of uh, owner of that was our business, and there was money saved up there because the merchant account uh, insisted on holding a reserve. So there was like thirty-two, three thousand dollars set in that account. And it would be released in six months, and I would get half of it, and that was agreed upon. And so we went our ways. He was pretty upset because a lot of our team members went with me, which is not a surprise. They didn't want to keep on working with him. We didn't have uh, any type of operating agreement that would uh, you know, not allow us to do that because that's not something we put together, and I'm glad we didn't because certainly wouldn't have been right uh, due to the, the horrible way that he was participating and managing that business. So... So went off, started to build and grow my next business really fast, and we were we were we had gone from zero to you know twenty twenty two employees, and we're doing uh, you know multiple six figures in sales, growing fast. And in the back of my mind, I'm investing in growth. I want to get my money back. I want that sixteen thousand dollars back. And of course, when the money's released, it has to go to the old existing business bank account, which I'm no longer on. And and so I asked him, all right, dude, send send me my money, send me my money. Oh, it's actually it ended up being like uh, it's fourteen thousand that you get, not sixteen. And he never sends it. And days, weeks, 
couple months go by. What the hell, dude? Where's my money? So he, he doesn't send it. So I, I call my attorney and we file a lawsuit. And I think, ah, oh, hopefully the lawsuit will get him to move forward. And he digs in. He His business has completely died. He has no income. He legitimately is going to keep that money so he can live off of it because he's 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 failing and failing fast because he just doesn't have the work ethic. He's not willing to work. He just wanted to sit back and work hard for a little bit and then earn money for doing nothing. And that's kind of where he was at. And so he's he literally probably has already spent the money. So at that point, I'm starting to realize I've got two options. We can dig in deep. I can spend a bunch of money with my attorney and legal fees and win a lawsuit, get a judgment against him, probably never be able to collect on it and waste all sorts of negative energy. Or I can just let it go and move on. You know what? I let it go. I let it go and I moved on. And when you hear my story about a man named Fakalata, I kid you not, that's his name, in a few minutes, you're going to understand why I, I could see that it was not worth wasting my time and participating in all that negative energy when I could move forward and build a great business and not look back. So that was that's my first story. The second one I want to tell you about is Mark Cuban. So Mark Cuban, he built a successful computer company, was able to sell it. But before he had built it up big, it was small. It was him and I think he had a partner. He had uh, like an office assistant type uh, secretary. And they were, it was just a small group and they were growing fast. And this is in the, the 80s, by the way. And so he had built this business up. They were growing. They had sales. They had ambitions. He would eventually be able to sell that business uh, several years later for uh, several million dollars. And so that's where Mark Cuban was at in his life. Uh, but at the beginning, where our story takes us, he's just starting to see success. He's just starting to build this up. He's got $82,000 in the savings account of the business. He's pretty excited, but that's all he's got. Like He doesn't have tons of money just lying around. He hasn't earned extraordinary wealth or success yet. So early on in his entrepreneurial career, that's where he's at. And one day... His uh, office assistant secretary doesn't show to work. Oh, he thinks that's odd. He tries to reach out to her, can't reach out to her, tries to reach out to friends uh, where she lived. They have no idea where she's gone. Weird. He can't get a hold of her. And then he goes to the bank account. Because remember in the 80s, it wasn't like you could check on your phone or computer and see what your bank balance was. That's not how it worked. You had to literally go into the bank and or he had to keep track. And, and so, oh, he, I should have $82,000 in savings. He goes into the bank and that money's gone. And it's pretty, pretty damn clear that his office assistant secretary has taken that $82,000 and she's fled somewhere with that money and she's gone. And so he's, he faces a, a really big obstacle early in his entrepreneurial career. Well, I can, you know, file a lawsuit or get a judgment. I can spend a, a fortune. And more, and more important than spending the money on it is the time because we don't get our time back. And when you participate and invest a ton of time into a negative energy deal like that, it drags you down. It drags you down. It stops your business momentum. It affects you and your family. 
It affects your relationships. It ruins everything in your life when you harness that negative energy and you buy and invest into it. And you'll see it. You'll see it in people who have been wronged, who will hold on to negative energy for months and years at a time, and it will blow up their life, 100%. So Mark Cuban, he's better than me. He doesn't waste any time. He says, well, I've got to get back to work. I've got to start generating sales. I've got to do a better job of making sure I get good people in my company. I'm not going to make that mistake again. And he lets it go. Like he could have dug in. I mean, 82 grand was uh, even more money back in the 80s. I mean, that was maybe the equivalent of $150,000, $200,000. And that's a, that's a big kick to the pants to have that amount of money just gone and not be able to get that money back. And so a pretty big deal for Mark Cuban to have to deal with early on in his career and just crazy what, what he uh, went through. But even more, you know, mind-boggling is how quickly he let go of that and just decided to move forward. And clearly he made the right choice, was able to sell that business a few years later for several million dollars, and then was able to invest uh, some of those profits into his next business, Broadcast.com, which eventually was sold to Yahoo.com and made him a billionaire. And then he bought the Dallas Mavericks and became a shark on Shark Tank and has done done some pretty awesome things. Hopefully he runs for president someday. I'd sure as, sure as heck vote for him. But, but a great story about Mark Cuban moving forward and, and pushing off that negative energy and building something awesome. And my final story was one in which I struggled tremendously with moving forward. This was back around uh, 07, so this was 13 years ago, and it was uh, during a time, it was a volatile time. Uh, my finance company did residential mortgages, all the mortgage companies started to go out of business, and uh, my real estate investments, millions of dollars in real estate were beginning to struggle because I had done speculative stuff that I was trying to flip and the market was falling out. And so I've got capital on hand. I'm not sure what I should do. And this weird, the weirdest thing happens. My business partner at the time was doing some landscaping jobs and this Tongan guy comes by and and is doing some landscape work for him. And he says, oh, you got to meet my wife. Uh, we've got this opportunity going on in Tonga. Oh, sounds interesting, right? So we, we sit down with them at our office, and sure enough, yeah, Tonga can't manufacture much because they just don't have the, the means, so they have to import a lot of stuff. They have to import stuff like popsicles and, you know, otter pops. They, they have to bring in uh, noodles and food, packaged goods, because they just don't manufacture those things on the islands there in Tonga. And so... So we're fascinating about, fascinated by the opportunity, and so her pitch is, hey, we need $35,000 worth of popsicles and otter pops because we can literally buy them for a dollar and sell them for 2 or $3 there, and it's just a simple deal. Oh, perfect. Sounds great. So, so we agree to do that on a couple conditions. Uh, I... I I think I'm pretty damn smart. Let's post a lien against your home that has some equity. They've got a nice home, um, like 5,000 plus square feet. We're going to post a lien on that. It's got some equity so that we can, we're at least covered that way. And I fly, my wife and I fly to Tonga and, and we see, okay, our products arriving. We see the stores where it's going to be 
wholesale to and and everything looks good we should make money should should be a no-brainer and this lady uh and her husband stay in tonga to be able to manage because you know you, you put it on a big ship container they ship all that product over there and they're going to wait for it to arrive and they're going to make sure everything's taken care of there's uh and and because i've got a lean oh you know let's spend another literally eighty hundred thousand dollars on additional product and it seems like a smart play at the time because i can see my real estate investments are not going to do very well so i can come out of this okay with this new import export business to tonga how awesome is this right and i think i've done everything i can to you know cover my downside i've leaned their their biggest asset their home I've, I've vetted, I've flown to Tonga and, and tried to you know, make sure this is legit as possible. We set up a business bank account there and a business license. And oh boy, you guys don't know how business is done outside of this country. But when you go to some of these other countries, you find out real quick. Yeah, it's going to take months to get that business license uh, unless you pay all these extra BS fees, which pretty much just line the pocket of the government workers. And that's what you had to do or you were never going to get a business license. So Basically, I'm going to the damn ATM all day for seven days, just paying all these people to get stuff done because that's that's the only way things get done. So we do that. We jump through the hoops. I come back uh, to back home to the U.S. and we're, we're you know we're super excited. My wife's excited. We're excited. We're excited because we know that uh, that uh, you know our current businesses aren't doing well. This one's going to pick up the slack, and we're going to come out of the. We, we can feel we, we know we're going into a recession in this country. It's going to be unimaginable and very painful. We're seeing uh, big banks go out of business. And so and so it's months later. And, hey, uh, this lady's name is Tilly Tilly. Hey, where's the money? You said you were going to wire 80000 a day. What the hell, Tilly? Where's the money you're going to wire? And this goes on for a couple months. And I'm losing my losing my crap. And I'm starting to think that obviously clearly something's not right here what i'm not sure they came off as very religious people members of our church and so there was that little affiliation where you felt like you could trust them and and we had agreements we've got to lean on their property i mean it seems like everything's in place for everything to to work out okay and she continues and it soon becomes clear that she is a chronic liar nearly everything that's come out of her mouth is a lie so that's what we come to believe and at some point finally her husband his conscience can't take it anymore and he proceeds to tell us that well in fact he and his wife were too lazy to actually go about selling our goods that we would have would have made a profit on even if they sold them at rock bottom prices we were going to come out ahead and make a profit and establish a relationship with a long-term business but they were too lazy, so they contracted a man by the name of Facalata. I swear to you, that guy's name was Facalata. I'm like, holy shit, you've got to be kidding me. So let me get this straight. So you guys were too lazy to sell $100,000 plus in packaged food goods that we were going to make, you know, 100 to 200% on. And so you gave all of that to a man by the name of Facalata and then and then he proceeded to to he actually did sell those goods and guess where the money went it didn't go to to Tilly and her husband uh Eleveni. 
No, it went to Fakalata. And Fakalata took that money, and they later were able to confirm that he got on a plane and he flew to New Zealand, never to be heard of again, never to be tracked again. And uh, he was gone with our money and the profits from from those packaged goods. That was an incredibly painful process for us. And they continued. Uh, they, they actually literally were trying to, the government there was doing illegal things. They were they were trying to get us involved and trying to get our money back from, you know, illegal stuff that the government was doing, trying to expose that. I mean, almost blackmail. I mean, just stupid, stupid stuff that they're doing to try and get our money back. So eventually, her home's already gone into foreclosure, basically. We get, you know, a small amount, maybe $10,000 back. We net a, a six-figure loss on this. The Incredibly, incredibly painful and it took me it took me a good two years to move on from that. And I wish I had been like Mark Cuban and just let go of the negative energy. Just let go. Hey, the money's gone. But there's so much abundance. There's so much opportunity. There's multiple six-figure businesses you're going to start. And I could have got to them so much sooner. But it took me a very long time mentally to recover from that. And it affected my family negatively. And all I needed to do was just let go of that negative energy, smile, and say, all right, well, let's not do business with any more facaladas out there. Always maintain 100% control of your business. Never, ever let that control pass on to anyone else. That was a big lesson. You always have to control everything. You can't ever pass off control especially at the beginning. I should have been in Tonga. I should have overseen everything if I was going to do that. And that was a big, big mistake on my part. And then the second mistake was exacerbating that and not just letting go of that negative energy and moving on to the creation of something amazing that I could control, that I could dominate because I had no control over everything because I'd made that mistake, right? So the biggest the biggest takeaway here is, is there a facalada in your life that you need to let go of? Is there a you know, person who stole from you, who wronged you, but their negative energy is bringing you down and you're focusing way too much time on it and you need to cut that shit out and move forward in your life. And when you do, my friend, you'll be so happy and you'll feel so much better. And you might even you know, forgive them. You're certainly not going to forget. You're not going to make those mistakes again. But if you'll let go of negative energy and move forward, as uh, I finally was able to do, and then create, you know, multiple, multiple seven-figure businesses and still make mistakes and still learn along the way, but let go of negative energy. When you do, the anxiety goes away, the anger goes away, and you can really do something amazing with your business and with your life. So make that happen, my friends. Get rid of the facaladas in your life and you'll be very happy you did. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.